0: Welcome back to Awakening Reformation, where Reformation awakens now. My name is Grant, and joined with me is my beautiful wife, Erica, the weaker vessel.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: And also joined with us again, Erica's brother-in-law is Lane Green. Yo, what's up?
1: Erica's brother-in-law.
0: Erica's, yeah. My brother in law, Erica's <laughs> brother. I'm so used mm. to calling him my brother in
1: law. <laughs> wow, you pulled a Joe Biden. Did,
0: yeah oh, okay. Do, do I need to get admin out of the way before we yeah, get go into it? Go ahead. We'll go
1: back to Biden.
0: All right, guys. Go subscribe to our channel on YouTube, Reformed Rebel Network, as well as subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher to get all of our new episodes and all of our content. We would love it if you'd come uh, follow us on social media. If you like the content, please like it. Share it with your friends. And if you want to financially support us, go to patreon.com slash reformedrebel and you can financially support us there. And if you do that on Patreon on Patreon, and become a patron, you'll actually get some extra goodies and some extra content.
1: I don't know why, but the word goodies grosses me out. What? Why? <laughs> I don't know. I still like that word.
0: Well, you get some stuff if you become a patron. Some so. bonus bonus material.
1: That's better. Mm-hmm. All right. 100%. Sounds less pedophilia.
0: Whoa, why do we have to go there?
1: You brought Biden up. We brought Biden up.
0: That's true. Yeah. Totally. You it's... say
1: pedophile, you think Joe Biden. Naturally. Naturally.
0: Alright, so what are we why are we talking about Joe Biden?
1: <laughs> because every time I go on YouTube to watch any video, for some reason I'm giving this Joe Biden uh camp I guess campaign it's a campaign ad. ad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you it's hard to tell.
1: It's kind of hard to tell because I feel like it's the opposite. Like I feel like if he's thinking this video is gonna help people, you know, encourage them to vote for him or something, mm-hmm. it was gonna do the opposite. Anyway. Why is that? I'm just gonna play the first couple seconds for you, okay?
0: Here it goes, guys.
1: Okay, ready? Here we Flee go. Please
0: let us know if you've heard this.
1: Okay, let me see if I can get this to work and go through. Hello everyone.
0: I'm coming directly to you for ask a quick favor. To ask a. I'm I'm coming directly to to you
1: for ask a quick favor. I
0: can't even speak Um, that bad of English. I'm coming that bad of
1: English. (laughs) There you go. I just did it.
0: (laughs) That bad. That horrible. I'm coming
1: directly to you for ask a quick favor. That's what he says. Okay. (laughs) Hold on. Listen. This is the man they want to be president. The United States. They want
0: him to run our country, our nation. Hello, everyone. I'm
1: coming directly to you for asking a quick favor.
0: Or ask a your name quick today to join our
1: team. Y'all, video, that's all it took for me to be like, I feel very sorry yeah. for this old man. Like, they're abusing him. Like, so, <laughs> right?
0: This poor old guy.
1: Yeah, like, there's something wrong with him. Why? Why? This is like,
0: You know, elderly abuse. Remember when people were concerned about Donald Trump's age when he got elected Mm -hmm. four years ago? They were like, oh, he's up in his 70s. Are we even sure his health is, you know, is is good? And then there's this. No one's concerned.
1: This is the best the Democrats could do, y'all.
0: And we, we had a quick conversation about this and we were like, the other sad thing is how many takes... Yeah. You know, did they did they do before they got to this one and they're like, you know what, this is the best we're going to get. we just got to roll with it. Or we're going to have no campaign material.
1: I mean, you think like you could have just kept doing this over and over and over again until you got an, a good one. Money can't be that tight.
0: Well, how many times do you have to do it?
1: And then I love mm-hmm. if you see, if you look on here. This election we're in a battle for the soul of this nation. There's subtitles. <laughs> just in case you can't actually understand what he's saying you can read what he's saying
0: but i bet you the subtitles are what he's actually supposed to be saying and not what he actually says because no, you know he read his little prompter just just
1: incorrect yeah no the subtitles are accurate
0: yeah oh it is what he said mm-hmm. oh i thought when i saw it it was i think it was different
1: we have to go back and look
0: i thought it said four
1: i'm coming directly to you for ask a quick favor yeah
0: I mean, that's what I do. I just come to people for ask quick favors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, anyway, there you go. That's the Joe Biden effect. Hopefully, we're not plagued by the Joe Biden effect ourselves tonight.
0: No kidding, right? All right.
1: For those of you who are wondering, we are actually all three in our bed.
0: This is yeah. our bed. Real close.
1: It's weird. He's my brother, so it's not weird. Mm-hmm. But also... If you were to see our house right now, you would understand. This is the only place. But actually, I can't even say that we don't have boxes towering because there are boxes right over there. Mm-hmm.
0: We have boxes everywhere. We're starting to slowly pack up for the move that is hopefully still happening on time.
1: It's not looking like it's going to happen on it's time. It's not
0: looking like it's going to happen on time.
1: Which means you guys get more content that is this subpar.
0: And praise be to God for that. <laughs> the, um, yeah, so, I'll, you know, if you guys look at the the border news. US, Canadian-American border. Yeah, U.S.-Canadian border still closed until July 21st at this point. And that is definitely hindering our plans in a lot of ways. So,
1: so be in prayer for us. Yep. Uh, we are not discouraged by it. No. If we do get delayed, God's got a plan and it will be okay. We'll just learn to live amongst the boxes.
0: It's so crazy, y'all. But you got to do what you got to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No despair, as A.D. Robles would say. That's right. No despair, 2020. Um, so, like we've been talking about the last few months, we've been talking about COVID and all the things revolved around that. And then we've kind of been talking about the culture wars that have um, been happening the riots, and the protests, and tonight we're gonna pretty much talk about the same, same stuff, but...
1: Tonight is kind of like a grab bag. Right. We've had pockets of conversations throughout the week. We're obviously late on this episode, because Mm -hmm. some stuff, actually, some stuff did happen, which delayed us even further this week, and added more craziness to the house. Mm -hmm. The girls' room got flooded. Yes. So, like, half of our daughter's room is, like, tore up. The carpet's tore up. But like, you can see subflooring. Laundry room is, like, tore up. Anyway.
0: Massive fan trying you to got dry out this big old, old blower. It's yeah.
1: craziness. This house is, it literally cannot get crazier. But that's why we are delayed on this episode a little bit. Um, but we've had many conversations. You've been posting some really thought-provoking, uh, like, Twitter stuff and, like, Facebook comments mm-hmm. and stuff. I've received a few messages from a random assortment of people.
0: Yeah. It's funny because most of the messages or the little comment exchanges I've gotten in have been with people from like at least five years ago.
1: Sometimes longer.
0: uh, Where where we had a relationship with that person, you know, five or more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting to see, you know, where your friends are at in their walk or in what circles they're running in or what uh, movements they are aligning with these days.
1: You've had some really good interactions. It's not all bad.
0: No and I enjoy it and welcome it. I like being you know questioned and challenged and yeah, encouraged to respond back and it's always good for people to clarify their thoughts and to refine them and to have to go study again and go look back at that verse and does that really say what i thought it said or whatever you know
1: yeah so this is kind of where the grab bag it might seem like a bunch of fragmented ideas but there's like an underlying theme Mm -hmm. sort of to all of them and we'll get to that in the end hopefully yeah (laughs) but one thing that i have heard you say on refrain throughout the COVID thing the lockdowns government overreach through now this black lives matter movement which can we just say it's so funny how the woke church went from Romans 13 everyone like you should submit to the authority god has placed mm-hmm. over you it's for your good stay home save lives to like in a hot second
0: defy all authority just
1: burn the place down we don't defy need-
0: authority that we had 200 years ago defy <laughs> all of them
1: it's there it's all trash just get rid of Romans 13 yeah
0: right wrong (laughs) paul who i don't listen to what he says
1: who's paul anyway just kind of funny ironic not funny in a haha way funny in a sad way really but
0: right both were sad right both applications both uh responses are sad
1: but in all those situations three months ago two weeks ago today Mm -hmm. you keep saying like we just need to appeal to god's law um sometimes we do need to challenge our our governing authorities. Sometimes we need to encourage them and push back against some overrule or uh, oppression. Like that is an actual thing. Mm -hmm. And God's word actually does have something to say about that, right?
0: Yes. So the the thing that has bewitched Christians for actually uh, well over a thousand years, and this is something that Recently, I'm trying to dive into more and more, which the um, Abraham Kuyper and some of the uh, people that came after him in the Dutch Reformed tradition, tradition is that our our life and what God wants from us and all the other things we do in our life, like politics and economics and education and family and church, um, they're not separate. They're all they're all supposed to be lived in. Submission to God.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's kind of an overarching statement. Like you
1: can't compartmentalize.
0: You can't compartmentalize. And there's no, there's no like nature grace distinction. There's no like, there's no entity over here that God doesn't rule over, that Christians don't speak into, Mm -hmm. and all that kind of thing. And this actually, this is Herman Deweyverd pointed back to how Aristotle basically deified reason. Mm -hmm. and pointed out that reason is what produces everything and that's untouched by god right that's not god being the origin of everything and then him creating us in his image and how our hearts are really the center of you know our being and obviously with a human you can't detach what you do from your heart right you are a you're a unified being so anyway these dutch theologians of have constantly been saying like, no, all of life is lived together as one under the Lordship of Jesus and all these different uh, spheres of sovereignty, mainly the family, church and state are lived, not not separate, but under submission to King Jesus, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas right now, what we have is that the state is said to be over everything.
1: Right, your children, your marriage, literally every aspect.
0: And so because every aspect of our life, economics, education, politics, Mm -hmm. family, church, everything is supposed to be lived under the Lordship of Jesus. God's word, his revelation is where we go to know what to do, to know how to live in that arena according to God's will.
1: So you look to God's law and God's law bears weight on all of those spheres.
0: Right. And if you read it, it does. I mean, it talks about economics and education and family and worship and all kinds of stuff, relationships with your neighbor, like everything.
1: And it's the Westminster that even says the general equity thereof, correct?
0: Right. And that's the thing. When you read the law in the Old Testament, you realize that some things are not a one-to-one application to today.
1: Okay, so that's where I'm going. Good. Because that was the one thing that you and I, not recently, but in the past, have been asked Mm -hmm. is why do Christians get to cherry pick which laws of God, quote unquote, we have to follow and which ones we can just get rid of? Like, why is it that you can wear mixed fabrics, Mm -hmm. but you can't lie or commit adultery or whatever?
0: Well, a lot of... There's a lot of Christians that will say the moral law continues on to today, which would be like, do not lie, do not murder. Okay. But the civic law, the, the laws that had to do with a, the civic order of Israel, that went away with the people of Israel. And even the Westminster says that it did go away, just like the people of Israel you know, as it's constituted in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. As that people went away, so did the law. But then it adds on, except the general equity thereof. So what we are supposed to do, because Jesus never said that the law is abolished. He, in fact, said, I have come not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it, which means he was going to give us the spirit and the ability to obey right. it. That's what that meant, to fulfill it, to give it um, its you know, purpose and its end not to abolish. We always think, oh, when you say
1: end, everyone's going to think like it's, it's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like,
0: not like this is what Doug Wilson always says, not the, like the end of the doc, not that end, like it's purpose. Right. You know, the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. That's the chief purpose.
1: And you don't cease to exist once you meet God and you enjoy him. Right. (laughs) You continue on with that forever. Yeah.
0: You don't, you're not annihilated at that moment. Right. Yeah. Um, so, what we need to do as Christians, because we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, is to study and find the principle found in why were they forbidden to wear mixed fabrics. So we find the principle. That's right. that's just the work we're supposed to do. So do you want me to read Christians?
1: Do you want me to read that portion of scripture in particular?
0: Yeah, okay, that would find be it real quick, helpful. And so that's the thing: is we go. I'll just keep talking while you find it. Is some of the laws are obviously really easy. Do not bear false witness. Okay, that means you you don't lie, don't murder. That means. Well, and
1: a lot of those moral laws are um, reinstated in the New Testament too, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, so it's
1: easy to navigate that.
0: Well, and most of the law is just a further explanation and application of like the Ten Commandments, Mm -hmm. like like um, you know trying to think of a good example but um nothing's coming to mind right now you know what i mean but a lot of what you find in the law is just a further application or explanation of the ten commandments
1: Mm -hmm. okay so leviticus 1919 says you shall keep my statutes you shall not let your cattle breed with a different kind you shall not sow your field with two kinds of seed nor shall you wear a garment of cloth made of two kinds of material.
0: There it is. Um, That's Leviticus 19.19. I think it's reiterated in Deuteronomy 22, which again, remember that Deuteronomy means second law. It's Moses giving either a few or one super long Mm -hmm. sermon to the people of Israel right before he dies. And he's explaining to them in further detail what the law is going to mean in their life. That's what he does. He reiterates the 10 commandments. He reiterates why God's giving them law and, and then just goes into more detail really.
1: So what this is referring to is the mixing.
0: Yeah. Do you notice how people never bring up the, the animal thing or the field thing? They always just bring up the t-shirts you wear. Right. Which is, which is what I got pulled on me. I'm saying I was talking to somebody about, The difference between biblical justice and the current idea of social justice. The Bible talks about social justice, but the Bible's idea of social justice is not the same thing as what we see being advocated today by most people. Right. Right. And so that's why I always clarify when I'm talking with somebody about social justice, what I really mean.
1: You mean biblical justice.
0: Right. I say, no, I, I want biblical justice. I want biblical laws instituted. I want biblical restitution, yeah. um, you know, a biblical uh, judicial system set up in our country. Like, there'd be so many problems solved if we would just implemented a few things like that, you know?
1: Right. Um, but but this verse in particular, the mixing of the fabrics, mm-hmm. is a sign, statue, mm-hmm. symbol of uh. Principle that God is teaching to his people do not mix two different kinds, and even refers to the animals as different kinds, right? Don't mix something holy and something unholy together, right? And this is why God told his people don't marry like outside of the faith. You should not marry someone who's not part of the covenant, Mm
0: -hmm. right?
1: Because what's going to happen when you do that? your heart will be drawn to their gods and you will commit idolatry and you will be torn away from God. Mm -hmm. So don't do that. So even in how God told his people to sow their fields and how he told his people to make clothes for themselves and, um, how he told them to breed their animals, all of those, uh, what seems like sort of strange details are actually pointing the people back to God. Remember the Lord, your God, you know, serve him alone, love him alone. Don't go anywhere near any of these other ways of doing life. Right. No matter how good they seem to you, don't mix in.
0: Exactly. So and that's the, so that's the principle there. So they were supposed to do that. And then
1: hold on. And God, okay. God knew that people really needed symbols. This is something that is actually going on today too. People are tearing down statues and they're trying to like get rid of all uh, history and like rewrite it in a sense. God knows people need symbols because it's everywhere in the Bible. There's constantly symbols. God's giving people symbols. And even in these weird little minute details, this is just God constantly reminding them of what he's commanded them to do because we need to be reminded over and over and over and over and over again
0: yeah and this isn't the only law that god did this type of thing with where he caused you to um, he caused for that law to be a a picture for you so one of the other ones is don't boil a kid in its mother's milk yeah right people wonder why jews a lot of jews i don't know if all of them do there's a lot of different groups of jews won't have cheeseburgers because it's milk and meat together. Mm -hmm. But the picture in that one, again, we read that and we think, what the heck is that? Like what don't boil the mother, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, The picture there is don't, you, you aren't supposed to make the agent of life, which is the mother. The mother is what brings life. You're not supposed to make the mother, the one who's supposed to bring life, the agent of death.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Right. So you're, 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 um, Corrupting the picture there, you're corrupting the main purpose of, you know, a mother and a woman is to bring life, to give life with her milk, right? A baby needs that right away, else they die.
1: It's a nutrient.
0: Yeah, and so, um, so that was another example. Yeah. Of, you know, God giving us a picture and kind of a, an obscure law, but.
1: Anyway, so this this idea of mixing was Mm -hmm. thrown back in your face when you were talking about. Um, instituting God's laws. And right. yes, we need reform. We certainly can use a ton of different changes in America and American law, but it cannot be the social justice kind of change. It needs to be God's laws. And right. he's like, well, what about the mixing of the fabrics? That would be it. like, see, we can't possibly use all of God's laws.
0: Right. I, I want to cherry pick.
1: I want to cherry, you know, whatever. But
0: so, so what I said, though, was that um, I said, th- this happens all too often. People who advocate for Black Lives Matter or the current social justice kind of woke theology that's going on.
1: And can we just be real honest real quick? Yeah. If it's not Black Lives Matter in like six months or a year from now, it'll be some other thing. Right.
0: It, yeah, mm-hmm. it will, It's going to be another group yeah. denying the sufficiency of Scripture.
1: It's interchangeable, <laughs> really. Yeah. Um,
0: is they they will they won't say a thing about all of the black babies that are murdered in our country, the thousands and thousands. I think New York, um, it's more likely for a black baby to be murdered uh, by abortion than to live. And I think um, black babies are the the highest percentage Mm -hmm. of babies aborted in America They'll they'll they won't fight against that and riot against that or picket and protest and you know demand the shutdown of every won't planned be, parenthood. They won't burn
1: down planned parenthoods because that would be too violent.
0: But then they'll continue to bring up the types of shirts I wear when I go on a run. And that was really bothered me. And I said that back to this guy, and you know, he answered back with, Well, I don't have all the answers. Right. I was like I mean, it's right there, man. You you can't cherry pick, and he would even agree that murder's wrong. Yeah.
1: Well, and, then and why and are that you fighting? Wrong. Right. Um. But this is this is a prime example of missing the forest for the trees, because right. if what we're saying is that Christians are being very pragmatic, some of them are being very pragmatic, mm-hmm. and they're accepting some very wicked ideologies, or at least tolerating them for the sake of liberating and uh freeing an oppressed race Mm -hmm. then what they're actually doing is mixing fabrics
0: right and this is i know we were going to bring up a little bit deuteronomy 13 and that whole chapter is moses telling the people to not uh you know bear with a, a prophet who leads them to other gods even if they were to prophesy something and it comes true if they say let's go follow these other gods, you're supposed to purge the camp of this person and put them to death, mm-hmm. assuming that they don't want to leave and that they want to just continue to draw people away. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was, that's like the context of Deuteronomy 13 is that you don't tolerate that kind of mixing. You don't tolerate an ideology or a belief system that is completely opposed to the God that brought you out of Egypt, to the God that has saved you, to the God that's loved you and done all these things for you.
1: Do you want me to read it real quick?
0: Um, sure. What do you want to read for me? Okay.
1: Deuteronomy 13, 6 says, yeah, this is good. If your brother, the son of your mother, or your son or your daughter, or the wife you embrace, or your friend who is as your own soul, entices you secretly saying, let us go and serve other gods, which neither you nor your fathers have known, Some of the gods of the people who are around you, whether near you or far off from you, from the one end of the earth to the other, you shall not yield to him or listen to him, nor shall your eye pity him, nor shall you spare him, nor shall you conceal him, but you shall kill him. Your hand shall be first against him to put him to death, and afterward the hand of all the people." You shall stone him to death with the stones because he sought to draw you away from the Lord, your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of slavery and all Israel shall hear and fear and never again do any such wickedness as is among you. And it kind of just goes on, but that's the thrust of the entire chapter 13 in Deuteronomy. Um, But right here you can see God does not take lightly the mixing Right of yeah. pagan gods and pagan ideas, which is what Black Lives Matter stands for. It does not take much research to just plainly see that a lot of what they believe is pagan. Right. It is.
0: And an lest, abomination. And lest you think that this all changed with Jesus, <laughs> yeah. um, he not only pronounced woes against the Pharisees. For what? for leading people astray mm-hmm. right and he said for them and judgment was brought down on Jerusalem for it. yeah like thousands of people died. Their city was destroyed and overrun by the Romans.
1: Do a quick Google search y'all
0: It wasn't pretty Rome
1: 8070.
0: real bad and Jesus even said that it would be better if that if a millstone was tied around that person's neck and they were tossed into the sea then to lead one of these little ones astray and that's what that whole chapter is about is leading people astray right interesting
1: actually that you bring that up because in this verse it's talking about your hand should be the first to pick up the stone Mm -hmm. and jesus is saying sometimes that stone that you're going to throw actually belongs to you and you should tie it around your own neck and dive into the water yeah and i wonder if a lot of the social justice warriors who think, Hey, I've got this stone in my hand. I'm going to lob it over Mm -hmm. and, and think that they're doing something great. They think like, yeah, I'm defending, you know, the, I think they always say like the widow and the sojourner and the poor and the oppressed, like that's a biblical thing. And they, you know, Micah six, eight and on and on and on. And it's like, you think you're doing all these Christian things, but actually you are the oppressor actually you are the person who's mixing Mm -hmm. a pagan idea with a little bit of Christianity and you put them together. And so it sounds really good. It sounds like you're saying a whole lot of Christian words, love, kindness, empathy, but what you're actually doing is you're taking those pagan ideas and you're trying to marry them to Mm -hmm. these Christian principles. And that is so, so dangerous.
0: If you go to, The Black Lives Matter website, and you look at their about me section, and they're basically their statement of beliefs, their their confession of faith. Basically, it is completely godless, and not only just like you know God's not mentioned, like it's devoid of God, like devoid of God. It is attacking (laughs) everything that's Christian. They say they want to tear down the nuclear family. They want to tear down cisgender uh authoritarian privilege and like on and on and on they go it's
1: very lgbtq
0: affirming and welcoming and they're contradictory even in their own statement there because they're saying that they don't tolerate all these things and then the next paragraph they're like but we're welcoming of people from all faiths or non-faiths or you know whatever we welcome you but if you don't agree with us we hate you we don't tolerate that right i mean they they are as blatant as any movement has been thus far, I, to my knowledge. So, I I honestly just don't know how um, a Christian can even say, like, you know, they're, they're doing some good. So, <laughs> if anyone in, in that group is doing some good, they're not following their group. I mean, very honestly,
1: well. it's the same group of people who say Planned Parenthood gives mammograms. Like, exactly. That's okay. Like, so- you can
0: go to the toilet for water, but you don't have to.
1: And and you just shouldn't. Just don't just don't do that. So let's start there. Okay. And I'm gonna kinda do another jump. Okay. All
0: right. Another another grab out of the bag.
1: Yes. So we know that Black Lives Matter has a really jacked up, you know, about us homepage. Um certainly. And what's funny is that Lane and I were talking earlier and They have to even borrow from the Christian worldview to say that racism is wrong because from their own perspective, we are nothing more than just like animated ooze.
0: And all came from the same ooze.
1: And all came from the same ooze. And none of the ooze is important. None Mm -hmm. of the ooze has any type of real value. We're just animals. Right. And so, if you look at the animal kingdom, animals kill each other all the time. Animals are terrible to one another. Right. And so why would humans need to act any differently?
0: Right. They, w- we are all just, um, man, Jeff Durbin always talks about like us being just uh, meat robots. Yeah. Basically. And that's really all it is. But and Calvinism
1: is terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: We're just meat robots. We don't know what we're doing. We're just piles of meat that have evolved over time. and. There's no real purpose or meaning. They, at least they can not right. account for it.
1: No, of course. But they know because they are creating the image of God right. that human life does have value and that it actually is a sin against our creator to treat another image bearer wrong. Mm-hmm. If you harm another image bearer, that there is something intrinsically wrong with that, right?
0: Right. But what we're seeing in their actions right now is the outworking of their evolutionary worldview, though. Right? Yeah. They, they believe that out of an explosion came all of this beauty. And so it, it follows perfectly that they're going to create all these explosions.
1: Literally. Literally.
0: And that beauty should just come. Yeah. Except that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? That just... Uh, it doesn't work. Um, but they're not going to pay attention to history. They're going to tear down history literally Mm -hmm. and not pay attention to any of it and know that what they're, what they're doing has been tried and it's already failed in many other parts of the world. And right. People just go hungry.
1: What is it that that they're pushing for? Do you think, well, the, you've heard terms like, you know, socialist Marxist. Right.
0: And people, you know, get nitpicky about what we use and how we use it and stuff like that. And I get it that, Marx, Karl Marx was originally writing about economics, and then a lot of people today are using the, the term cultural Marxism to basically take the same principles from his economic Marxism and apply it to a cultural ideology. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. And, but the thing that they're doing is they're trying to create a flattened out, egalitarian, no disparity between any person's utopia Mm
1: -hmm. that's
0: what they're working towards they're very
1: and they're not shy about saying that either
0: no and they're becoming more and more evangelistic about it Mm -hmm. and open about it and clear about their intentions right and and that they're going to use just like any warrior would use any weapon they can so if they can weaponize the bible or you know weaponize current uh current events current events and um Current gripes about whatever it is, mm-hmm. then they're going to use that. People aren't griping about a certain thing; they're not going to use that. You won't right. get any traction. Yeah, they're trying to win a war. They're trying to gain utopia. And um, that, though, is completely opposite to the Christian worldview too, because we don't believe in a total equality system of the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We know that God has ordained uh, man where he lives and his place in life, and so. If you're more wealthy or not, that was given by God. But we know that within... And you should
1: be content in your lot. Right. The Bible clearly talks a lot about contentment.
0: Well, and commandment number 10 is do not covet. Right. So we're not supposed to look at somebody more wealthy or whatever and say, I don't like that.
1: Or who has more power.
0: Right. Whatever it is. Yeah.
1: Who has Um, a bigger YouTube following.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Um, Be content with such things as you have. Right. Yeah. But in the the Bible, and the Bible also says,
1: be faithful with what you have, right? To whom much is given, much is required. So, with what you're given, you do need to turn in uh, it. I can talk, you need to have a return on it. Joe Biden
0: makes it Joe Biden.
1: um, Make a return on what God has given you.
0: Right. There's a parable of the talents. Yes. You're supposed to do something with whatever it is that God's giving you.
1: And so if you're just sitting there fussing about how little you have and you're not even trying to like invest what you do yeah, have wisely, why have. would you ever think that God should give you more?
0: Exactly. And God does promise to bless and he wants to bless. That's mm-hmm. all over the Bible too. And sometimes he doesn't and he has his purposes in that. Right.
1: Sometimes he has a purpose for why you're sitting in a tiny apartment with boxes and tore up carpeting <laughs> and <laughs> playing.
0: And all three of us sitting on the same bed?
1: And all three of us sitting on the same bed with Lane's arms sweating on me and... Now I'm not sweating. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Hey,
0: a lot of times, and you don't know the purpose. Right? And you don't
1: know the purpose, but you know that God does work all things for good.
0: Right. Um,
1: So if you're poor, there's a purpose for it. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't give you an excuse to be lazy, but it just be grateful for what you have.
0: Right. So here's the other thing that's in contradiction with with the word of God, is that they believe that the chaos and all that is just the way things are, the way things have started, right? The explosion that started all of the universe, that's normal in their line of thinking, but that man comes along and evolves and brings about good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The Bible, however, teaches a story where God has made everything good and that we are the ones that brought the chaos by rebelling against him Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and, and that he is the one who then brings in good. Right. And it's not because we
1: enacted.
0: Not not at all. The good. In fact, we we crucify his son and we murder his prophets and we, right. We shut our ears and our eyes to him and you know, scorn the the good things that he's given us. So but God comes into the chaos and he reverses it and brings good out of it.
1: Right. And that's and, the gospel.
0: Exactly. So
1: So what they're preaching is in fact a false gospel.
0: Right. And that's why people are calling it the new America and the new American religion. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. anti-racism um, ideology where in order to be you know made right in their eyes which is justification you have to do you know certain things which really though we see that it's never
1: enough yeah you know what i mean yeah we another grab into the bag you and i had had a conversation just earlier today about some friends who are upset with us or like have messaged you and whatever mm-hmm. um who will just say things questioning your character in regards to a Facebook status or something you shared. Mm -hmm. And at first you're kind of tempted to be like, what? Like we have a great relationship. I've been a faithful friend to you. I've done, you know, I've, I've, you know, been there for you through thick and thin. Like why in the world would you question my character now? Right. Why would you believe I actually am a racist or believe that I actually don't care about black lives or Mm -hmm. like all those things that they just automatically assume because you post a certain thing or you like a certain thing on on facebook on social media that now you must be a racist
0: right it's because you fit the the characterization of the other side right right they they demonize the white christian whatever you know Mm -hmm. the checklist is and because we fit that they go you must be one of those that I've been warned about.
1: Because you're not bowing before.
0: Right. And you're saying my movement over here is, is not a good thing. Right.
1: But this is the problem with thinking that doing enough works will ever actually justify you in this new religion.
0: Right. And that, that's the thing too about this whole movement is it's all an act of trying to self justify. Yep. Right. We, we inherently know that we're guilty before God and all of our sin and actions in this world are, as Rush Duny put it, masochism. We're trying to punish ourselves or do mm-hmm. something, do some kind of work to then make us feel better about our guilt. Mm-hmm. Try and get rid of that guilt. And that's exactly what we're seeing is what people are doing right now.
1: And the thing is, like, there's never going to be enough works to justify you, right? right. And that's true in, like, the, in uh, relation to the real God, There's Mm -hmm. never enough works to justify you. And it's true even in this uh, false religion that is now being manufactured before us. You can do all of the right things. And if you don't share enough, if you don't wear the t-shirt, if you don't, whatever it is, fully sell out, it's like you'll never be woke enough for them to actually accept you.
0: Right.
1: And this is why relationships can fracture just like that because your past works weren't enough mm-hmm. to secure your friendship. And so don't think now that if you just bow, bow the knee that they'll accept you in, right now, it's just not going to happen.
0: Right. And and we know this is true because the other side does not offer any kind of forgiveness or good news or anything. That's another way that we know that, yeah. that it is just not, um, in line with Christianity, which is what a lot of people think it is. They think the the current social justice ideologies and even the movement uh, and organization, Black Lives Matter and, and the other ones too. Well, there there is a lot of Christian things in there. Where? I mean, and then there's no, there's no gospel in it. So what we're encouraging is don't identify with that. Don't, don't mm-hmm. mix your fabric in that, right? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't do that because um, there is no gospel. There's no forgiveness in it. There was a man who did live perfectly and obeyed God perfectly, and then went to the cross and fully exhausted his wrath against sin. Right? He he received all the due punishment against sin. Right. And it, he
1: took the stone that should have been hurled at us. Exactly. Well, Lane. Yeah.
0: Mike started falling over. Oh, dang! All right. <laughs> So, like that, that's and that's the push uh, every Christian should be.
1: The funny thing, too, is just how inconsistent all the social justice warriors are because none of them are post mill.
0: Right. They have an eschatology, though.
1: But theirs is one of defeat. So, why mm-hmm. in the world would you ever fight for good in culture if you think that culture needs to go to hell in a handbasket before Christ comes yeah, back sure. anyway? No, you're right. It's yeah. just illogical to me. I think it was Beth Moore and a few other people were talking about how Christians should not be going into these protests and preaching the gospel. It's not yeah. about the gospel. It's about identifying with our black brothers and sisters, whether or not they actually are brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. I think it was to BD on the Bile who even said that he needs to identify with his blackness more than he needs to be united with Christian brothers and sisters. Yep. That's a loose paraphrase, but I think it's the gist yeah, of it. Right. I mean there's some really dark depraved things happening right now yeah and christians need to just like stop for a second and realize that there is a ton of stuff happening there are tons of different plays being run Mm -hmm. and you have to know what the bible says more than ever right now or you can easily be swept up into the chaos
0: yeah and like our i i think right now the world and especially in america and maybe it is in other places too but it's changing drastically and, and daily and daily it's changing. But I think just right now, the, the Overton window has shifted like things that were unthinkable not mm-hmm. so long ago are literally happening before our eyes and people are unhinged more than ever. And tensions
1: show, are high. Like, I don't know how it is yeah. anywhere else, but when we moved to New York two years ago, it did not feel like it feels right now. Yeah. Like, even just something so simple as checking out of the grocery store, like we did the other day, like, it, you can just feel the racial tensions everywhere. Yeah. And everyone, everyone, whether you're black, white, Asian, Latino, whatever, like, I, you can just sense everyone is on edge, just trying to, like, not have something explode okay. somewhere because it seems like the whole world is just ready to go up in flames at any given mm-hmm. moment.
0: Yeah. And in that, in, in that space what everyone needs is the peace that Jesus brings right yep. and that and that's what I think Christians really need to be sharing and posting is just pointing people to the peace that that Jesus brings
1: and this was my point with the um, comment that I made about there's never going to be enough virtue mm-hmm. signally good works to actually like maintain the peace yeah, no. like you can share and empathize and do whatever, but it's never going to be enough. Yeah, and so rather than trying to appease the false gods, just be faithful to the one true and living God. It's so much easier, and people might be angry with you, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Let them be angry with you, right? Like, we need to all sit down and read the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and realize, like if God delivers me from it, he does. And if not, that's fine too. But this is what I'm, even if he doesn't deliver us,
0: we're still never going to bow.
1: Yeah, that's fine.
0: Just letting you know. And that, yeah, that we, we should have a resolved attitude in that, you know, and, you know, a lot of this really does boil down to the sufficiency of scripture, right? Yeah. Do we just trust that scripture speaks to everything and that we should be depending on it alone?
1: And that God actually is smarter than we are.
0: Right. It, yes or no. And then proceed from there, you know? So I, I think a lot of this boils down to that.
1: So are you saying that black lives don't matter, Grant?
0: No, they do matter big time. And I don't want them to be uh, cheated or duped or used or anything. And that's happening in a lot of different For ways, sure. you know? Yeah. But... Biblical justice does um have equal weights and measures, right
1: mm-hmm. there
0: is nothing in the law considering a certain race as more valuable than another one, nothing yeah. at all, you know, and
1: there's no affirmative action no there's not
0: and um so anyway that's i mean we gotta we gotta go back to the law we gotta study the law and get back to it and follow god's justice. So we're saying is
1: black lives matter so much. Mm -hmm. All black lives matter so much. All Latino lives matter so much. All different quote-unquote ethnicities matter so much that the only thing that really is going to unite and bring peace is the gospel of Jesus Christ who died for all nations, all tribes, all tongues.
0: And that God's word will point all those nations how to live uh, according to God's will and design yep. for life.
1: And God's and,
0: word will tell you how to do that.
1: And all of those nations, tribes, and tongues being put under the lordship of Jesus Christ and mm-hmm. being a slave to righteousness will actually bring about peace and actually yep. give everyone what they're looking for, exactly. truly what they're looking for. Exactly. So that's what we have to say about that. I wonder oh. what Joe Biden would have to say about that.
0: Let's ask him. Let's ask him a quick or, for a favor. Or a favor.
1: Let's ask for a quick favor.
0: Let's ask for a quick favor from Joe Biden. Okay. Let's Here we ask go, guys. for a
1: quick favor. Are you ready? I
0: how would kind of take ten seconds. Yeah, it's, right. talk.
1: it's just Joe Biden. Yeah. yeah. Hello everyone. I'm coming directly to you for ask a quick favor. You your- <laughs> no, that's the
0: president we need right there. So uh, presidential.
1: Ask for quick favor. you <laughs> like me, man. Come on. Come on, Joe. You can do Hello, it. Hello, everyone. Woo. I'm coming directly to you for ask a quick favor.
0: Gosh, yeah. it never gets old.
1: It's so funny. Hey, whenever
0: we stumble our words now, that we are like, you got the Biden.
1: Well, and our youngest daughter... God bless her. She, she's got the Biden. She's got the Biden. She,
0: when she tells a story, it's it's quite the... Mm.
1: It's, you're committed when you listen to a Nora story.
0: That's true. You're
1: in for the long haul.
0: Right, right. It's a marathon event. Takes a solid 20 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, that's a long distance run right there. Okay. Are we good?
1: That was a weird random grab bag of... Different conversations yeah. we've had throughout the week, different things that we think are important to take note of. Yeah. Hope it's encouraging. Hope yes. it's clear.
0: And provoking and hope that it spurs you on to love and good works.
1: Yes. And this is...
0: And studying your Bible. We've
1: had some comments about us not perhaps giving thorough application in regards to what we were talking about, but I hope this one is very clear.
0: Yeah. Hope it's helpful.
1: We hope this one actually is... Pretty universally applicable.
0: I encourage everyone to really study this kind of stuff. Like I pointed to the Dutch um, theologians Abraham Kuyper. You so can, racist,
1: you talking about the Dutch. You can way.
0: find some peeps.
1: Why you gotta talk about them being Dutch?
0: Um, you can find uh, it's a it's an ebook and an audiobook for free. It's called Lectures on Calvinism, and it's not about the five points of Calvinism. It's about this idea that God's word applies to all of life, and he talks about politics, art, education, church. Anyway, Google Abraham Kuyper lectures on Calvinism for free, and it should pop up, or message me. I'll give you the link, but it's incredibly helpful, and um, James Jordan has some free resources on Biblical Horizons website as well, and he's written on a lot of Old Testament books that that help you understand um, the Old Testament law.
1: He so, also talks a lot, lot about, like, symbology and why symbols are important. Right. Why God uses symbols, how we should use symbols. Y'all, James Jordan will just blow your mind away all the time. Yes. But when he starts talking about the symbology that's used in scripture, mm-hmm. I mean, you really just feel like, I don't know anything that's true anymore. I don't
0: know the Bible at all. But now I feel like I know it a little.
1: <laughs> that man is a beast in the best possible yeah. way.
0: But his old website is still uh, stock or something and there's a downloads page and he's got maybe eight or nine books pdf for free and it's, it's all good it's all his best stuff yeah. so commentary on judges who does a commentary on judges james him. jordan does
1: him so, the one i got you for christmas
0: no you got me revelation mm. that's not on there but if you want a small super interesting helpful guide to the book of revelation Get The Vindication of Jesus Christ by James Jordan.
1: Lots of book recos. Yeah.
0: Follow me on Goodreads. (laughs) We can talk books. All right, everyone, we love you. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks for
1: joining us on our bed tonight.
0: More. (laughs) Give us more feedback. We love it. And if you like this, please share it with your friends. We pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened by the power of the Spirit. Until next time, get woke.
1: I get your sweaty arm off me.